Rise and shine with the Word of God. Wake up Saturday mornings with a purpose. Tune in at 10 a.m. and join Antonia Roman as she sings and reads the Word of God. The Word of God will give you insight for the purpose in your life. Now here is your host, Antonia Roman. I have been so dismissed I have been left behind When no one comes to be by my side I've been so alone No one comes near me I've been so alone No one even cares I've been left behind I've been left behind I've been left behind and no one cares. Good morning. <laughs> Good morning, my friends. Good morning. I tell you, I am having such a day today. I'm a little slow today. I. I woke up very tired, but you know what? We got to rock and roll. <laughs> we got to rock and roll into the Word of God because I know when I read this Word of God, it's going to spark me, wake me up, give me the boost that I need. And most of all, it's really going to um, just, you know, prepare me for everyday purpose, right? Because God's Word is the truth and it gives us life. So my friends, thank you so much again for joining me this Saturday morning. I know Saturday sometimes is kind of hard to wake up early because you've <laughs> you've had a long week and you know you're trying to rest, but there's nothing like diving into the word of God and um, just giving you the strength that you need, right? Giving you after you've rested, giving you more rest in the word and assurance of knowing of how we can apply this word to our lives. And like I always say, we can always apply this word to our lives. So my friends, we're going to pick up where we left off last week. We are now in the book of Haggai. We had uh, covered last week in reference to, you know, how the prophet Haggai came to the people. Um, Now this is years later, uh, after Judah... um, had been exiled because of what happened with the Babylonians. So now they're back, Judah's back, able to, um, you know, start to reform again their community. And in doing so, they sort of had started to build, you know, the temple of God, God's temple, the tabernacle. But then they stopped in the midst of it. They got caught up in uh, taking care of themselves you know, building their own homes, getting what they needed for their everyday life purposes of what, you know, they had to do in their lives. And they forgot about the temple. It was just sitting there, so I not completed, not finished. 
As a matter of fact, I believe that the only thing that they had prepared within that temple was the altar. But, like, it still wasn't completed. You know, uh, the building was not up. You know, possibly just the foundation and an altar. But it wasn't completed. And um, the word of the Lord came to Haggai in his in spirit to say, hey, you know what? I'm a little, God sent Haggai as a messenger to let the people know I'm like really disappointed that, you know, I, I brought you out of this captivity that you were in, this exile, you know, you're back able to reform yourself and get your, your community back up and going. And all I required of you was that you would build, rebuild my temple because it had been destroyed. Um, and you started and you haven't finished it. So Haggai came as a messenger to let the people know, hey, what are you doing? Like, you guys should get back to work and finish what you started. Because, right, if it hadn't been for the Lord who did these things in our lives, we wouldn't even have what we have. You know, they wouldn't have the beautiful homes that they have now. And they had the resources to be able to do it. But they just got caught up with time, their own way of doing things, the priorities that they were setting for themselves. And somehow God left God ended up being at the bottom of the list of priorities. So upon this word coming forward to the people, you know, the people kind of made excuses about, well, you know, it's not the time now to really finish this temple, blah, blah, which we know, my friends, that that's something that a lot of us, a lot of us do in life. Uh, sometimes we have the opportunity to do things uh, or we even have the resources or, you know, things have just even being given to us. And we're like, oh, I don't have the time to do that. You know, oh, today's not a good day for me. Oh, yeah, maybe in, the, in a couple of weeks from now, like we put things off because we don't prioritize them. And we spoke about priorities. And we're going to continue to speak about priorities. And we're going to also jump in to the next verses, starting at verse 12. And taking it down for a couple of verses. So this is what it says. It says, Then Zerubbabel, the son of Sheatiel, and Joshua, the son of Jehoshaphat, the high priest, with all the remnant of the people, obey, obeyed the voice of the Lord their God. And the words of Haggai, the prophet, as the Lord their God has sent him. And the people feared the presence of the Lord. Then Haggai, the Lord's messenger, spoke the Lord's message to the people, saying, I am with you, says the Lord. So the Lord stirred up the spirit of Zerubbabel, the son of Sheatiel, and governor of Judah, and the spirit of Joshua, the son of Jehozadak, the high priest, and the spirit of all the remnant of the people. And they came and worked on the house of the Lord of hosts, their God, on the 24th day of the sixth month in the second year of King Darius. Father, we thank you so much for this word. We know this word is true. And we know we can apply this word to our lives today, Father. We thank you for letting us know of the importance of when a message comes to us as a community, as a people, as your children, and what we must do in taking action to fulfill what you've asked us to do. So we just thank you for your word in Jesus' name. Amen. So my friends, you know, this, this passage right here is so clear, right? So after Haggai came and gave, you know, his message, his God's heart uh, to the people, the people then heard it, heard the messenger, 
heard the prophet, what he said. And it was embedded in their spirits to obey what was being told to them. And, you know, sometimes, my friends, it just takes an obedient messenger, an obedient prophet to come and deliver a message to the people. And Haggai was that person. Now, here's the thing. Many times in life, we can hear, and I'm talking about today, 2021, the year 2021, we can have someone come with God's word to us and we dismiss it. We don't obey it. We don't even give it any thought. We kind of feel like, oh, that doesn't apply to me. But in this case, as the word came forward, the message came forward to the people, then the people heard it and said, you know what? This is what we must do. Especially when the Lord gave them a reassurance. So it says here, part of 12, that they were all there, right? So it was um, the high priests were there, the people were there. um, So many people were there present, important people at that. So you had some government people, right? as, As well as you had the regular community. And they all heard this message and when they heard the message it says here the words of Haggai the prophet as the Lord their God has sent him and the people feared the presence of the Lord So what does that mean, my friends? That means at the time that this message came forward, it's almost like everybody stopped in their tracks. You ever have that moment in your life that you've just been going with everyday life, just going quickly, moving it along every day, nine to five, get up, go to work, do this, do that, do that. It's like a routine. You're just going like a a train track and an Amtrak train and you're just really going really, really fast. And all of a sudden, the word from the Lord comes to you and you just stop dead in your tracks. And you feel that the word that is being relayed to you now takes priority over whatever it is that you were doing. Going 100 miles per hour in your life. Well, this was that moment, my friends. And in hearing that message, the people feel the feared the presence of the Lord. Listen, you can tell, as Christians, we know this, you can tell when someone brings forward a word from the Lord 
When someone brings a message or says, I have a word from the Lord, right? We hear that sometimes in church. We hear that when we're watching the ministers or the pastors, you know, on YouTube or on Facebook Live. We hear that, right? If if you're tuning in, you know, um, to what's happening in the churches today, you will hear someone say, I have a, I have a word from the Lord. Oh, the Lord told me this, right? And I want to relay it to you. And it will either resonate with us or it won't. And in this moment, it resonated with the people, with everybody that was present. The governors, the people that were in charge of overseeing the community, the people, the community, it it hit everybody at the same time. And the people felt the presence of the Lord, and that's why they feared the presence of the Lord. Because they knew that this was something so true in their lives. And they also knew that it's something they couldn't deny that they had not done. They couldn't deny that they had not finished building the temple. They couldn't deny that. It's one thing to be putting something off, but it's another to be denying something. And they couldn't deny it. It was the truth. So it's like God stopped everybody for a moment in their tracks with a messenger that brought forward a word saying, Look, I've seen what you've done. I've given you all the resources. There's no excuses. You decided to still put me on the back burner. You need to finish building what you started. You need to finish building the temple. The temple is important. It is important that it is finished. Because not only is it to glorify me, God, but it's a place of worship. It's a place that you can come as a community unto me. It's a place where you will feel my presence. And it's also a place where you will be remembered to let future generations of your children know what a temple is, how to go into the temple, and how to be in the presence of God. Because we all know, my friends, if they didn't finish building that temple, who knows the future generations that would have been lost? And this is what we're facing today, my friends. We are all here in the natural, currently living our lives day to day. And we have a generation in front of us, for some of us that are older, that are falling by the wayside and do not know anything about God, do not know anything about Jesus Christ, do not know anything about the Bible and the stories in the Bible and the key story miracles in the Bible. They don't know anything. They're only following after the here and now in the natural. But they don't know anything about what's happening in God's word. Never even encroached upon God's word. 
And it is our responsibility, my friends, to make sure that we can instill this still today in future generations to come. The importance of build, rebuilding the temple during this time was crucial because it's it's an understanding of how God worked in their lives. How they went from being tormented, oppressed, and going through the major things they went through to come out of exile and with the opportunity to be reborn again in the things of necessity in their lives. And now they were being given all the resources they needed and to not go ahead and build the temple after they've been restored everything God gave them back everything they were they were able to replenish everything they had lost but in doing that we don't go they don't go ahead and say well you know I'm going to thank the source now who allowed this to happen in my life I'm going to now thank the source the resource that was given to me from my heavenly father that didn't happen So God got a hold of them and said, I'm sending this messenger. There's a word coming forward and a message coming forward. And people can instantaneously feel the presence of the Lord and feared the Lord. Why? Because they have been dismissing the Lord for a while. Yeah, they they prayed here and there in the little altar that they built in the temple. But that wasn't enough. And it definitely was not enough for God. Because anything that starts for the Lord has to be done in perfection unto Him. Because He gives us all the resources to be able to do it. So if there's something, even with what we can take away with this, is that when God stops us in our tracks and He tells us something and we know that it's the truth, there's no denying it. And the minute you are sought out, found out, right? Like they say, you can't deny it. You have no choice but to say, you're right. I haven't done this. And that's what happened in that moment to the people. Everyone stopped in their tracks They felt the presence of the Lord because the word and the message that came forward to them resonated with their spirit. They were convicted. They felt they weren't being accountable because they weren't. And now all of a sudden, they feared the Lord knowing, man, you're right, God. We didn't do this. We didn't finish this temple. You're absolutely right. We have the resources. We just haven't taken out the time. So there was that moment of, oh man, the Lord caught up with me, uh, stopped me in my tracks. And Lord, I fear you. So I know I'm going to have to do something about it. 
And then it says here, then Haggai, the Lord's messenger, spoke the Lord's message to the people saying, I am with you, says the Lord. I am with you, says the Lord. And bringing forward that message reminded the people, even in the high authorities at the time, that God was with them. See, my friends, sometimes what happens in life is we get so caught up in the moment. You know, we might go through something in our lives. God helps us get through the process of that situation. We get to the tail end. We get to the light of the tunnel, at the light at the end of the tunnel. God helps us get back on track, whatever situation it might be. And all of a sudden, we continue to go about our lives. And we forget that God's with us. We forget that he's there. We dismiss him. We ignore him. We don't take out the time to be with him. But all along, he's been there with us. We've just dismissed the fact that he was there. And this is what has happened here. Because if they had not dismissed him, nor had they put him to the back of the burner, the temple would have been completed by now. So when they heard those words, I am with you, says the Lord, it was a couple of things. It was a reaffirming that God had never left their side. It was a eye-opening moment of, hey, I've always been here by your side. And thirdly, I will be with you as you can continue to stay with you as you continue to build the temple, as you complete the job, because I've never left your side. And sometimes we have to be reminded of that, my friends. Sometimes someone has to come to us with a message and tell us something, whether that is our pastors, our ministers, whether that is someone who is in our circle of friends and all of a sudden they come out and they say something to us and they remind us of something and they even might even give us like a word and you you know or, or they might say something specific and you're like how do you know that where did that come from Here's the thing, my friends. God is always with us. He's always with us. He never leaves our side. But if anything, sometimes we walk away from him. We dismiss him. We put him in the back burner. We tell him, take a number and I'll give you a call when I'm ready. Or or, I'll give you a call when I have time. So when the Spirit was put into people doing this message, it's like a spark went off inside of them. It was like, boom, an awakening moment that they had to prepare 
themselves for. It was like a wake-up moment, if anything. So it says here, So the Lord stirred up the spirit of Zerubbabel, the son of Sheatiel, governor of Judah. Right? Governor of Judah. Now that's somebody important. Somebody in the community who's overseeing people. That's government. Right? And the spirit of Joshua, the son of Jehozadak, the high priest, right? So that is someone of a high status in the religious spectrum. And the spirit of all the remnant of the people. That's the community. That's you and I. And they came and worked on the house of the Lord of hosts, their God. And these sentences here are so key. Because the minute the message came forward that said, From God, I am with you, says the Lord. Everybody all the way from the top government to the bottom of community status. All statuses, high ranks, low ranks, they matter. They were all, all of a sudden, on the same page. They all had that wake-up moment in their lives. They all understood instantaneously what had to be done as a community of one and it didn't matter the status of each of them it was a unified moment with everyone knowing we have to do this together as a team as a community to honor God because my friends, it doesn't matter your status. It doesn't matter if you're the United States of America president. It doesn't matter if you are the pastor or the main leaders at your church. It doesn't matter um, if we are just, you know, sitting down and having coffee in our homes and, and just chilling. And I have no uh, title or status or whatever. It doesn't matter. When God calls the community to come together, they must come together. It doesn't matter the status of where they're at. Especially when it's for a unification time, such as this of what was happening, to honor and glorify God. Now, one thing we have to look at here is that the Spirit touched everyone at this time. Everyone. No one was left out of it. No one was left out of being touched by this message. No one was left out of the wake-up call. No one was left out when it came to the realization of, we can't deny this anymore. We can't just put this to the back burner anymore. We must complete it. Which means also that instantaneously, obedience 
obedience was evident in everyone. They all got on the same page to complete what they had started. And in doing that, it really amplified community and unity. And here's the thing, my friends. They instantaneously started to work on it. Immediately, they did not hesitate. All of a sudden, everything shifted. This now became the major priority. And whatever other agendas they had, they had to now take a number. Because now God was the number one priority in finishing this temple. And here's the thing. I love this moment. Because when God's spirit is evident and it resonates with us when a word comes forward, we know that that is our powerful working God who touches hearts, touches minds, and sets things on track, especially for this moment, back on track. You can't deny that the presence of God was there in that moment. And here's the thing for some of us, my friends. Many times we might even in our own lives hear God say to us, I am with you. And the question we have to ask ourselves is, do we truly understand and believe that? See, because my friends, sometimes in life, God will have us experience different things in our lives. He'll have us go through trials and tribulations. He'll have us go through seasons. You know, sometimes we go through seasons that we don't understand why we're going through these seasons. Whether we're lacking with things, whether we're faced with trauma or something in our lives. But then he brings us out of that. And then he has us in a new season. And then in this new season, we're flourishing again. We have this major joy in our lives. We're enjoying our lives. And when when we were in the the seasons that we were going through that weren't so well, you know, we were really tuning into God, praying on our knees every day, asking God for a breakthrough and, you know, really deep in the word maybe and maybe even, um, you know, extending every day our prayers to the Lord and, and really trying to commune with him every day. And as soon as we come out of that and we're safe again, right? Because as human beings, we always feel, I came out of this situation, but now I'm safe. Then we, we're not so much on our knees anymore. We're not so much praying to our Heavenly Father. We're not so much, you know, trying to get a breakthrough because now we don't feel we need one. So we're not like crying to God now for one because we've already got it. That doesn't stop the way we worship our Heavenly Father, my friends whether through the good or the bad times. It needs to always be consistent 
So in this case, when the people were not being consistent and fulfilling, the one thing God asked them to do, he had to get them back and say, hey guys, wake up, excuse me. And when he did that, they couldn't deny it. And they all felt the presence of the Lord. And they all got on the same page, right? When we say, get on the same page with me. And they all, as a unified community, now started to rebuild the temple. And they did it immediately. And the message that was brought forward from Haggai did not fall on deaf ears. It was well received. And in being received, embedded into their spirit. Each and every one that was present. Because here's the thing, my friends. Sometimes even in a sermon that we could be hearing, we could hear the pastor, the priest, or whoever it is, minister in, in the service or sermon, and we can hear something great that resonates in the moment with our spirit. And in our minds, right away, we might be like, oh my gosh, that is a fantastic thing the pastor's talking about. Wow, this is really resonating with me. Oh my gosh, I need to really do that. Or, you know, Lord, are you asking me to do something or have a calling in my life or, or do a missions trip or do something to honor you or volunteer here, volunteer? We're like, yeah, I should do that. Ever been in the service and all of a sudden everyone's like, we need volunteers for this or we need volunteers for that. Or there's a missions trip that's coming up. Who wants to go? And all of a sudden you feel that something is resonating in your spirit, like in that moment, in the service or, or in the sermon. And you're like, you know what? I got to do that. I got to get on board with that. But then as soon as we leave the church, we don't follow up on it. We forget about it. We go to have our lunch. And by the afternoon, you even forgot what the sermon was all about. But in this case, everyone acted immediately. They put the word they heard into action. They did not hesitate. And there are times, my friends, that God will even speak to us and we will not put anything into action, especially when we know we've heard his voice. So here, with this now, what you have to do is say to yourself, wow, these people, they heard the message. They heard what came from Haggai. They heard it they heard it clearly and it resonated with the spirit and right away their priorities shifted and their priority now became the temple about completing the building of the temple and that's why it says here on the 24th day of the 6th month in the second year of King Darius say so they hopped right on it because now it was a unified community going to do what was required of them by the Lord. And I'm going to like ask you this question, my friends. Have you ever been in a situation 
where you have heard clearly from the Lord about something you needed to do, carry out, do for him on his behalf, for his kingdom, or for someone else. Sometimes God speaks to us and says, you know, go bless this person or go bless that person. Go buy this person some groceries or go ahead and finish, you know, helping this person with something. And it resonates in your spirit. You're like, Lord, yes, thank you. Thank you. I'm a willing vessel. Thank you so much for calling on me. And then you don't follow through with it. You forget about it. Or you'll say, oh, I'm not going to do it right now. I'll do it next week or next year. And it passes by and you never do it. Well, this is a calling back in this moment for you too. Of God saying, hey, I need you to stop in your tracks and put me first as a priority. I've asked you to do something. You haven't done it. And there's no excuses why. I don't understand why. So my friends, look. We need to always say to ourselves, you know what, God? What do you want me to do for you today? Do you wake up every day and say, Lord, how do you want me to serve you today? I know there's days I get up and I'm like, Lord, how are you going to serve me today? But there are many days, my friends, we must wake up and be like, Lord, how do you want me to serve you? Because this is also an obedience of serving unto the Lord, being servants unto the Lord to build his temple, coming together as a community to do so. My friends, I'm just leaving you with these thoughts because I felt that this was a beautiful moment of what happened to these individuals. And again, it was all statuses from government to local officials to the church priests to the community. And here's the thing. When God speaks his word and he speaks it so clearly like he always does and it brings in a wind of that spirit, it must hit everyone. And it must resonate with their hearts. So my friends, I hope that you have taken away from these scriptures today, this passage here, that your obedience must always come first with your Heavenly Father. Because obedience of what the Lord asks you to do is what helps open up what God has in store for you in your life. The doors that he opens. The beautiful places that he might take you. The things that he will help you conquer. It's through your obedience of whatever he has called you to do. So my friends... I look forward to sharing the word with you again next week where we will continue this chapter. Go back, reread some of the stuff we've already covered so you can, you know, um, understand fully what has transpired here with the community. And at the same time, ask yourself this question. How can I apply this to my life today? So my friends, have a fantastic day. Continue to enjoy your weekend. 
and continue to stay encouraged. Know that the Lord loves you. And most of all, know that the Lord is always with you. God bless you. Antonia Roman is the author of Confessions of a Christian Woman, A Journey in Marriage, A New Beginning. In this book, Antonia shares her personal journey in marriage and how she used God's Word to help her overcome verbal abuse. Tune in next Saturday as Antonia Roman continues to dive into the Word of God. The Word of God gives you insight for the purpose in your life.